It's that time of the week again. That's right. It's flat out RC time, the podcast where we talk all things radio control flight. We're talking radio control planes, helis, and drones. My name's Andrew Still, coming to you from the land down under in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, what an episode. We've got a first. It's our first guest from China, General gentleman by the name of Fred Pan. From uh, works for a company called Wind RC, but he, he's been a, an aero modeler so for a while. So uh, we'll get to hear from Fred shortly. But before we do, let's take a look at what's been on my mind. What has been on my mind? Well, Christmas time down here in Australia. It's here. In, if, if you listen to us from the Northern Hemisphere. You generally have your big holiday breaks in that sort of summertime, that that mid-year sort of break. Down here in Australia, in the Southern Hemisphere, Christmas time into January is our peak holiday time. And when you're like me, that mainly takes your holidays around this time of year, you just can't wait for that day when you can just close the office door, walk away and know that you won't be back for a few weeks. And I'm counting down for those days. I really, really am. I'm really looking forward to having a bit of a break. Uh, I, I, just a reminder, there won't be any Flat Out RC podcast during January. Plenty to listen to. There's a big back catalogue now. I think this is episode 130, 131 or 130, I think it is. Uh, so there's plenty of uh, plenty of podcasts to go back and uh, listen to. Uh, we will have another podcast next week. That'll be the final one, the uh, the year wrap-up. And I've got a, a guest that's been on before. Uh who's going to join me for a bit of fun. So uh, that will be uh, coming up in the, in the following week. But, um, yeah, so we'll be having a break uh, next week, last episode, then break all the way to the end of January, we'll come back in February, pretty refreshed. So looking forward to that. I've been planning my uh, my um, aero modelling holiday or ac- aero activities during my holiday period because I, I generally go down uh, the coast here in uh, Melbourne to my mother-in-law's house and uh, I'm a member of the flying club down there. And it's a great club. I uh, have my yearly pilgrimage down there. That's the only time I really get down there. And so I'm planning what I'm going to fly. And I'm really looking forward to that because I haven't done much flying uh, because of various different things, injuries and other activities and work and all that. So uh, really looking forward to that. I hope you are as well. It's gliding weather too. I'm looking forward to going up to my holiday house and, hitting the slopes and flying a glider or two. So uh, looking forward to that as well. So uh, what else has been on my mind? Well, I was, I was thinking, and it really sparked some thought having today's guest on, Fred Pan, who, who works in the in the manufacturing industry um, for, for our hobby. And I was really thinking about how appreciative I am to those people that go out of their way to start businesses in the hobby. Uh, I often think there's a misconception that a lot of these businesses make a lot of money. They generally don't. Uh, and when you speak to anyone that's in in the industry, they generally have a great love for the hobby. And that's what drives them. The, the money that they make, yes, they want to make a living and you know be comfortable, but uh, nobody's driving around Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Porsches. Uh, it's... It's more they do it for the passion of the hobby. And so I'm really grateful and appreciative that they're taking that that punt and um, committing their life to our enjoyment when you think about it. 
and you know we'll hear from Fred and we'll, he'll be talking about you know how they build jets and stuff in China but there's a lot of manufacturing in China I've met uh, a number of the key manufacturers actually you know I've been fortunate enough to be in a position to and be in the right place to meet you know the, the guy that owns the factory that builds extreme flight planes and talk to him and, and pilot RC Tony Tan from pilot RC and Orville Sheen from uh, from Dual Sky as well making electronic components and tour the factory and things like that. And it's a real eye-opener to the, the the depths that they go to. And I think that we don't really appreciate how much is involved. You know, um, I, you know I've got a video actually on the Flat Out RC YouTube channel of my tour of the Dual Sky factory and, and walking through all the stages of building electric, an electric motor. And it's not easy. And and that was only the manufacturing process. Forget about the design side of things. And and that's one of the biggest challenges, just designing stuff, the engineers that are needed to design the stuff um, that we that we enjoy. So, and then all the quality checks that go along the way and, and all that kind of stuff and all, all the logistical issues of, you know, where do you store stuff, you know, that you make and planes are big and, and your warehouse and how much does your warehouse cost and your staff cost, material costs, uh, which keeps on going up and up and up. So they really work hard for us and give up to give us the opportunity to go and fly. And even those people that say, um, oh, well, you should, you know, get back to scratch building. Well, yeah, that's sort of a kit thing. Right? It takes a bit of time. But you still got to have servos and, you know, petrol motors or electric motors or whatever else you need. So someone has to do it. So plenty of good companies around the world. So support them, uh, appreciate them. And uh, next time you think that uh, they're all just ripping us all off, with exorbitant prices, just remember, they're not driving Porsches, Ferraris or Lamborghinis. Now, if you can't tell, I'm excited about today's guest uh, because it's one of those guests that uh, I've been talking to to Fred Pan, who's our guest, for a while now. He he actually, um, I met him in China a number of years ago at an event and... uh, Back then, he was involved in the propeller game, um, painting propellers and stuff, which we'll talk about. But uh, but then reconnected with him, and um, I've got a new jet that that has arrived. I haven't announced it. I'm not going to talk too much about it. But uh, I've got a new jet, and um, Fred helped me with it. He that came out of his factory that he works at. So uh, Fred from China speaks English really well. We'll talk a bit about that, how he learned how to speak English. But uh, I was talking to him a few weeks ago and I noticed some stuff he was doing on Facebook. And uh, I said, oh, I thought I said to myself, oh, Fred would be great to have on as a guest. Anyway, so we cover a lot of different ground from um, his start in the hobby all the way through to the manufacturing game in China. So uh, stay tuned. Here's my chat with the one and only Fred Pan. It's my pleasure to have the first guest from China on the Flat Out RC podcast, Fred Pan. Thanks for joining me. Hello, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Well, Fred, it's a pleasure to have you on. Now, I know Fred because I, I've recently bought a jet uh, through Fred, and he's very helpful. And I've met I've met you before in China at uh, the CTS, um, China Top Show event in 2018, I think it was, in Shanghai. Uh, it was in Suzhou before, yeah. We were met each other in uh, 2018. It was two years ago. Four years ago. Four years, yeah. It's four years. Yeah, wow. yeah. Time flies. <laughs> I know it does, doesn't it? It's terrible. So much has happened in those four years, uh, you know, with COVID and everything. And you're still going through lockdowns. Have you got lockdowns in your city? 
Uh, no, not really. Uh, we are now is uh, is opening, so uh, we can uh, uh, traveling a lot. Yeah. Now, where where are you located currently? Where are you in China? Uh, we are in the south of China, uh, in Guangxi Province. We are in Nanning City, uh, which is uh, my is a little bit close to Vietnam, Vietnam Hanoi. Uh, we are in the next to the uh, the city. Okay. Is that where yeah. you are you originally from that city or not or somewhere else? Yeah, I'm I'm original here. I'm living and born here and uh now I'm growing up and now I'm walking here in this city. It's quite is uh, in China we named the city in Green City. Oh really? Lucheng, Green City. Yeah, we have a lot of plants and trees and the uh, air is clean and very beautiful city here. Well, that's interesting because a lot of people in Australia would think that China has got a lot of pollution, but I've been to China to different events for the China Top Show, different cities, and it's always been quite clear. Like when we were in Suzhou, it was it was windy. Wasn't it really windy when we were in Suzhou? Yeah, well, at the time when we met, it was windy uh, because the temperature is going down when we met each other during the CTS. But now it's better in China. It's in winter, but... Here in the winter, it also has 24 degrees in the daytime and sunny here. Yeah, that's right. That's in the south, mm-hmm. but in the north, you get snow. Yeah. 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 So, okay. And there's a lot. There's actually the the, the model plane manufacturing scene. It, it's There's a lot in the southern part of China, isn't it? Uh, in China, about uh, we have, as my understanding, uh, it is about 40 different factories manufacturing the RC planes. Uh, from the phone material to the wood keys, and also we are now is making the composite materials. Also, we have some other other one is building the uh, honeycomb material. So uh, yeah. there's quite a lot. That's right. You know, well, China is the manufacturing hub of the world, really, isn't it? Yeah, is it everything is refined? <laughs> yeah. Now. <laughs> Tell me, Fred, how did you get started in aero modeling? Where did your your journey in radio control planes start? Oh, that's a that's a long story because uh, comparing to the like you, Andrew, maybe I'm just a fresh man. Uh, I was I was taught uh, RC plane since 2004 when I was a high school student. Uh, we had some friends in China and in our city. It was an occasion time, so we, I was studied the motorbike and I would, because in China, we don't have a lot of flying field. So we must choose some, uh, new building roads, uh, besides of the, 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 the city. So I was starting the motorbike out there and I saw someone is flying the RC plane. He was, uh, using the four channels, transmitters and some, uh, uh, the a very small one, the battery one in 2004. Yeah. And then I feel I was falling in love with the place so much. <laughs> and then I was asking, I was, I, I was asking the, 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 the pilots and now until now he is still my master. He's yeah. teaching me the flying. And so that was my start of the RC plane. And I bought one, uh, plane over there. And, and then I was just, Start a simulation, simulation. Oh, yeah, on the uh, computer. and then, yeah, yeah, on the computer and start the how to fly landing. Yeah. You know, uh, so that is my start. And after that, I will start the, the big one, the, uh, some TV 20. I don't know if you 
heard of that plane? TB20? Uh, yeah, yeah. TB, yeah, TB20 is uh, like like the RV4, uh, very small one. Okay, yeah. After yeah. I go to the college, after I, after I went to the college, I was only one in the, I was only one flying the RC plane in the, in the college. So I bought a gasoline plane over there and I start how to do the 3D uh, aerobatics, some actions in the sky. Oh, really? I was starting over there. Yeah. Where, where were you flying at this time? Where was the, was there a field or was it still out in the street? Um, it's still on the street and I don't fly a lot. I just find the I study on the simulation, yeah, the yeah. simulator on the computer a lot, and changing the transmitter from four channels to eight channels, and uh, to the JR three A one zero, JR, yeah, yeah, the JR transmitters, yeah, and then now since uh, before we met each other in two thousand eighteen, I bought a fifty cc decathlon. And I fly that till now. Oh, okay. Even now, I fly the the the, the, the gasoline engine planes. Okay, so that that decathlon is what what, what brand is it? Uh, it was CY Models. It was CY Model, and okay. it's uh, it, it's quite famous brand right now. It's Sebat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like decathlons. Nice planes, decathlons. And what other yeah. planes? What other planes do you currently have? Um, not not a lot. I I only few planes, but now I am also flying the 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 WinRC, the P thirty eight in China uh, in the factory. We have some text planes right here, and uh, we're going out a lot recently. Oh, okay, so you're flying things for work. Yeah, that's a good job yeah. to have. Yes, it's quite interesting because we have some free planes flying over there uh, and here. <laughs> and uh, how how big is radio control flying in China? Is it a big hobby? Um, it's big, but uh, because of the government rules, some policies, reasons, so we don't have a lot of flying area in China uh, because the air force and the government and the, um, they will control the. Uh, they, they, they are worried about some slow planes doing some bad things. So in China, we have to find a, a, a very far away flying field, uh, like to go to my hometown to fly around the lake. It will be much better. And we will bring some friends over there and then we will we'll fly together over there. When I was in China, after, oh, when was it? One of the trips that I did, Frank Liu took me to, uh, to a, um, a city, uh, to Shenzhen it was, and he showed me where he used to work and he showed me where he used to fly, where he first started flying, which was, like you said, on the outskirts of town on, on a roadway where there wasn't many buildings. But now it's buildings everywhere. Did you have that problem as well, that where you first started flying, now there's lots of buildings around? Yes, it is true. Um, when I was started to fly in 2004, the location where I was flying right now is where the factory I am working now. Oh, really? It's all building. Yes, it's all building oh. right now. <laughs> yes. So, so China, China has changed a lot for you then over the years. It is. It is. We are. We are changing a lot right now. In this. In these twenty years, we have a uh, almost the fastest developing in these twenty years. 
as far as that's true. So I think there's there's more people now flying RC in China. You know, it's still it's not a big big sport, but there's still some of the manufacturers said to me that one of their biggest markets for their models is now in China. Is that correct? That some of these manufacturers are really focusing on the China market? Mm, not really, not exactly. I I think uh, we in China. We have someone flying the big RC planes, some large scale, large scales. Mm. But uh, because of the airfields reason, uh, we don't have a lot of uh, airfields here. So uh, someone would like to have some small planes. But people around here is is more and more than before. It's more before, more than before, because some multi-copter uh, is coming out. So comparing to the fixed wind planes, um, people like to fly in the uh, multi-copter better than the fixed yeah, wing planes. Like drones yeah. and things, yeah, that'll make yeah, it like sense. Yeah, like Is flying radio-controlled planes expensive for you in China? Like, is it expensive? Does it cost a lot to buy the, play, buy the models and the, the gear? Uh, it is quite expensive right here because we are now doing the... Um, uh, we we have the factory, factory manufacturer here, but we still have to pay a lot of uh, a lot of electrics costs and uh, transmitters because most of transmitter we are using is come from overseas. We don't we don't have a lot of transmitters in China, uh, which is more stable, not very stable on the on the trans uh, on the radioing. So uh, we like to use some overseas brands, even the engines. Uh, and servers is come from overseas, but the fuselage is come from in China. It won't cost a lot, but all the electrics and parts is come from overseas, more stable on the plane. So uh, that is why not many people, and it's still very high cost for the for those for the regular peoples. It's quite expensive to us. And what about what what brands of radios are people using mainly in China? In China, we. The one we know is the Futaba, JR, and Jetty, and um, uh, some local local brand is from Tianti Fei and uh, Frysky is also famous. Yeah. But for me personally, I'm using the Grobner. I'm using Grobner. Is from yes, Grobner is from the from German Germany. Yeah. Okay. So this is what my transmitter is. But only few people using Grobner here. Yeah, same here in Australia. Not many people using Gro. There used to be more, but they're still they're good radios. Uh -huh. A lot of features. Yeah, but people in China using this this brand of transmitter for the uh, DLG for the gliders, they like to use the Grubner oh, and okay. helicopter. Yeah. yeah, but for me, I'm flying the fixed wind. Yeah. Okay. I when I met you in China, you were actually. Was it your company or are you working for a company called Bernotech? Is that correct? Oh yeah, it was my own uh, my own company before. I was uh, start the propeller business since 2016 uh, because I was I was thinking that I can uh, do some business related to the RC RC film RC business. Hmm. So propeller is is quite easy products. Uh, for me, so I tried uh, uh, different products from the regular propellers. So I start the painting on the propellers. So I was doing the uh, propeller business before I paint the propeller and I make the propellers 
uh, built it, and I bought uh, some CNC machines to cut the propellers, and then painting on it. Uh, so I, when I met you in 2018, I was still doing that business, but after the, after the COVID, I gave up because those propellers are nice, but not many people like to flying with this because it's expensive for a propeller. Yeah, they were well. I, I've got one on one of my planes, the one they gave me, and it's it's a beautiful propeller because they were carbon fiber and wood. You had you had two different ranges, didn't you? I do have different ranges from the wood to carbon fibers. Yeah, and I cooperate with other people, other company like Falcon and uh, J and Axwar. Uh, it was also one of my cooperator. They helped me to pay. To, to do the, the the basic, and then I will paint the the, the surface. Yeah. So you were painting. So so Fred was painting uh, s- schemes onto propellers, and and you were matching those schemes to popular planes like Extreme Flight planes and Pilot RC planes, and they were really good. Like they looked great. Uh, you know, <laughs> and it's a pity that you're not doing it anymore. So so once so you did that did, were you working elsewhere whilst you were doing that or did you just paint the propellers that was one business that you were doing all the time uh i i, I was doing that by my own uh cnc cutting the wood i doing the wood by my own and then yeah. i purchased the, the the carbons from different company and also we have some buyers uh even from australia there are a few people that are coming from australia ask us to paint the propellers for them yeah I was so, so I was so selling about twenty or maybe forty propellers to Australia. Okay. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> okay, so then, so then after the propeller business, what did you do next? After the propellers, I was uh, I was also doing the import and export for the RC planes. Until now, uh, when I when I when I gave up the uh, close my propeller business. I know I, 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 I learned there was a factory in our city, uh, doing the jet planes. Uh, it is my job now. I was born for the, uh, on, on the, I was heard, I was hearing that someone is building the jet planes in, in our city. And, uh, the force is also a pilot of our RC plane. And we met each other. And the boss is, uh, said, Fred, do you speak English? I said, yes, I can, I saw some propellers before and I am really like them, really like the planes a lot. And he said, uh, okay, do you, do you mind if you come to our factory to try some, try something? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, this was happening in 2019 and uh, the boss asked me to come to the factory, invite me to come, and I saw the P-38, and I saw the PC-21, and also we have some marriage uh, in, under production. Yeah, the Mirage. So I, yeah. I, I said, well, yes, uh, it was great. It was great. I like the plane, and I like this size. So beautiful, and so big one. It's 3.4 meters of plane mm-hmm. under production. It was amazing. I never seen that. I never seen a plane like that. <laughs> I can imagine how excited you were when you turned up and you saw these big planes in uh, on the floor. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it was amazing. So then you started, and what was your job? Uh, so the business is called Wind RC. They're a manufacturer of um, composite jets yeah. and other composite aircraft. But what was your job when you joined? 
Well, the first joint in, in, in this factory, I was doing the part-time job before. I was doing the part-time job for uh, half years in this factory because I was, I must, uh, looking after my family, my wife and my, 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 my father. So I didn't come here in the factory for full time. So, uh, I was coming here, coming in the factory for maybe once a week. Yeah. And I start, I start, I start for most of the train for Vinashi, uh, until a few months ago, uh, I come here, I saw the new flight coming. We have the, the second version of the PC21. The second version is coming out for, uh, when a pilot from USA, Henry Kenstolanos, uh, he asked us to, uh, paint the PC21 in USA and he flew it in Top Gun. Mm -hmm. uh, in this April, yeah, and I start, I designed to come to the factory to, uh, watch the manufacturing and uh, trying to control the quality and to uh, doing the uh, quality check in the factory right now. Uh, since the April of this year, I came to the factory for the quality check and maintain the factory. The factory can do a perfect plan for the market. This is what I'm doing now in the, in, in, in the factory. But you're also responsible for, for sales, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm also responsible for the sales in the market. And right now we are, uh, I am handling the, uh, global market for exporting only because now we have 95% of the product is, uh, for exporting 95% around 40 planes every year going overseas. But, uh, I don't know who will, who will have our products, but I really, really hope that, uh, you, because uh, you took some pictures uh, yeah. for our plane, for our PC-21 in Australia, before, so I really like that plane in Australia. Flying over there must be great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know the owner. He's a good guy, and uh, I'll take more. Well, hopefully I can see it flying again and take some more photos for you. But uh, So uh, let's talk about, so, so okay, WindRC makes composite aircraft. Let's mm -hmm. let's tell tell us some of the models that you're making currently. What are the, what are some of the models that WindRC is manufacturing? Oh, we have some uh, about seven aircrafts under production, uh, like PC21. This is our start models, and a P38. This is uh, also another one for the for the gas lines because PC21 is for the turbine turbine prop uh, turbo prop propellers and. P38 is for the gas line, is twin engine plane. Also, we have these two planes are the, uh, the start models. But for the regular markets, some freshmen on the turbo, uh, we suggest them to have the uh, Weber MP339. The, the Viber, also, yeah. we have, yeah, the Viber and the Viber, of course. Also, we have the uh, uh, Mirage, Mirage yeah, 2000. Man. This is a very fast plane. And because all this plane is, uh, not very expensive, but easy fly. And so we recommend those planes. Also, we have the Boeing TX. Boeing TX, we have two sides in large scale and, uh, one is in small, uh, smaller, which could be fit to the 10 kilos of the turbo. That will be easy fly. Yeah. Yes. This is the plane. 
and they're all they're all composites. But tell us about your composite that you because it's it's I got one of your vipers and it, and it's very light. Uh, what's the yeah, manufacturing process with the composite? Because it's like a composite sandwich, isn't it? Yeah, it's composite sandwich. Uh, but this because not only about the material, but also about the construction we are designing. We have uh, four different uh, level of the designer in our in our company. The designers are uh, all graduate from the college uh, from the aviation design, some aircraft designs major from the college, and they all have four years above experience on the aircraft designing. Also from the UAV, RC planes, and some uh, uh, some construction designing. And so we are experienced on the designing, so we know how to reduce the weight of the plane, and we know how to uh, reinforce the, uh, the 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 construction to make it lighter and stronger. This is the way we do. Yeah, because I noticed that the, this new Viper that I've got is is a lot lighter than the previous Viper uh, that I had. Uh, so okay, so you've I think a lot of people don't understand that. The expertise in building, there's a lot of expertise in China in building model aircraft. And like you said, that you have, you know, university graduates that have got, you know, aerospace engineering degrees that are working on these models. So you must have then, you know, let's talk about that manufacturing process from designing through to manufacturing Mm -hmm. because it's not just the airframes that you're manufacturing. You're also manufacturing other components like landing gear as well and, and controllers for landing gear and things like that. So... Tell us. Let's start from the design. You know who who does who determines what to make. Who's deciding what model you should make? Oh, that will be our boss. Our boss, Mr. Lin, is also uh, is also a pilot, which is uh, quite experienced. He has five years of uh, turbine jets flying experience. Um, he was invest about one million RMB, like maybe twenty twenty thousand. Yeah, $200,000, I think he invested $200,000 on the planes. And then he said, okay, I, I don't want to just wasting money on the, on the flying. I want to produce my own plane. So he knows the planes, uh, he knows planes, the performance and what is the best way to make the plane flying well. And he designed to, he said, okay, landing gear from other company is too heavy. The landing gear from other companies to have it. Okay, let's change the material from the aluminum to other material. And the tire we hear is too heavy, too big, and we changed it. So we designed the machine by ourselves, the most by ourselves, one by one, step by step. And then now we have the, we have three CNC machine and one laser cut machine and another wooden cut machine in our factory. Like, the landing gear, how to make it look more scale and light. This is what he designed. And also we gave some suggestion for him. And then we combine all the suggestion from, from one point and to make the landing gear or the metal parts looks more beautiful and more uh, lighter and also is more efficient in, in the plane. Yeah. Like the, um, yeah. This is what we do. You're really, you're really working hard to try to get the Wind RCE name out there. And you did a Facebook Live video the other day where you did a tour of the factory. And that was really good to watch. That was really, really enjoyed that. 
I always like to see behind the scenes of the manufacturing process. And and like you said, you've got three CNC machines. Now, CNC machines are, are not cheap. So there's a large investment in those machines. And you were oh, what you said in that video is that you have to run those machines 24 hours. Is that correct? Yeah, we have to run our machine because it's too expensive machine. Every, every, every minute, the machine in the factory must make them worse, make, make it worse. So uh, we have three workers, actually it's six workers. There are six workers to change the water. I, one, one worker, one technician work eight hours and then 24 hours just working in the, in, in, in the factory. Yeah, we have three shifts. Three shifts, yeah, just shifts. And uh, the, the landing gear, because right now we have around 200 planes uh, require some landing gears, some metal parts, aluminums, we need to produce it. So uh, right now we still have around 120 sets of landing gear must uh, finish before the end of this month in December. So the machine is always working. For which which planes are you making landing gear for? Uh, we have PC-21 under uh, landing gear, the scale one. Uh, it's uh, making by ourselves. MB-339, Weber, and also uh, P-38, almost all the planes, landing gear, we are we can produce by ourselves, including the uh, landing gear controller. The landing gear controller right now, we are we just finished the prototype of text uh, in the last week I showed on the in the lead video. And also we are right now is texting the second version. Is we, we are trying to improve the quality and the programming, we must improve it in the plane. So how many people work there at WinRC in the factory? In WinRC right now, we have 35 workers, including the four designers will be 39, 39 workers, not including my boss. My boss is just flying. He is flying and texting and traveling. So that's, that's a, so it's not a small business. So there's a lot of people there working. Uh, and um, okay, so... The other side that I noticed uh, that y- you also are doing a lot of painting and custom schemes and you've got a lot of capability. It's like, you know, if someone wants a custom scheme, you can help out and do that. You did that for me, but we can't tell people what we what I did, what you did for me, because it's going to be a surprise still. I haven't shown anybody, but tell us about that side of it, the designs, the, the paint, paint work that you do as well. About the painting and the schemes we are doing uh, right now, because... Uh, in in the real aircraft, in the real aircraft, there are a lot of schemes on the plane. Like PC-21, we have around 10 different schemes on the plane. Uh, but right now, if anyone like to put their own schemes or you want to copy from the real aircraft, we can send, you can send us the picture of the plane or you can design it by yourself. We will try our best to laying the plane, laying the schemes on the plane. We have our own uh, SOLIDWORKS uh, models and the 3D models. We will be able to copy the scheme on the on the on the RC one, and then we will paint it for you. We will have the uh, match the colors, the the pattern color codes, and then we will do it and paint the send you the finished one on the computer to see the uh, to see the the, the 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 effects, and then if. You accept if the buyer accept the designs that we will proceed in the production. 
Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with me with my scheme. I sent you some photos. You came back with a design. I said perfect. And then we you did the decals yeah. as well. And it looked it looked it looks really, really good. I can't wait to show up. It's still a secret, Fred. We haven't told anybody yet. I haven't shown anybody the scheme, but it's it's a surprise. And I could tell you what, the paintwork is absolutely phenomenal. because uh, are you painting in the mold at all, or is most of the painting done externally after outside the mold? Oh no, we do we we are painting the the, the uh the schemes are after the molding yeah after the molding we're painting yeah. after the molding yes yeah, we're doing after the molding because right now we are doing is uh, uh um, we cannot laying the colors because it's quite difficult if any mistake if any mistake inside the mold there will be a big problem so we prefer to Painting after the molding, it will be easy to modification. Yeah, it was interesting. You and I had a had a, a big conversation about a month ago or so, and we were talking about just about the business and some ideas. and And you said that you know quality is really a big focus for you. And now you're you're looking at quality control. What what do you do as far as quality control? What do you what do you how do you manage the quality of the production? Uh, this is a very important one. I don't know how many people is in uh, online right now. Uh, if any pilots, any pilot or uh, any RC fans uh, online and with a plane, if you are in the plane, with the plane right now, you can check. You can check all the uh, the surface of the plane to check the quality, the decals, the details of the plane, the detail of the plane. Yeah. The first point is the surface. You can look around the plane. Which do you see? If you see any defects on the plane, you can just mark it out, and then you can comparing the WinRC planes, comparing the WinRC planes, especially for the very specific details. Yeah. This is the surface, the painting, and the second is the glue. Check the especially for the jet planes, the inside construction glue is very. Easy to uh, to forget on the uh, during the production. Yeah, we have to glue the we have to glue the construction very nice. No dust, no missing. Mm. Must be very average on the on the lines. Yeah, this is the glue. Yeah, the glue is the second. Number three is the screws. The screw must be very. How to say that is regular. The screw is regular in it's inside tight. of the plane. Yeah, yeah. It's tight enough. Yes, it's tight. And then the force is about the wiring. Mm. I don't know if any other brands of plane they doing the pre-wire on the plane in inside of the plane. But in WinRC, all the plane we are shipping with the landing gear pre-install, wire pre-lay, the light. Lights on the wind tips, and we will tax it before we ship. We pack. We will tax every everything. Yeah, that's including right. if the yeah because of the 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 wires very easy to cause some accident. Like why some people they don't they have the landing gear jams during the sky because they didn't tax it. They didn't tax it. Someone yeah. they didn't tax it very correctly because in in our in WinRC. I will, personally, I will go to the production line to check all the landing gear, all the planes, 100 planes, 100 times of check on the landing gear. Yeah, this is what we do. So this is my job on the on the quality control. And after all, 
after the packing, after packing, because in this kind of plane, it's very fragile. So all the planes we are packing is mainly is doing the wooden crates. The wooden crate is very easy, very easy to protect the plane safety inside for during the shipping from China to overseas, especially to long range uh, to Brazil. If someone is purchasing from Brazil, so we have to secure the plane inside of the box. So we use wooden crates, and then in the wooden crates we have to make sure all the wooden crate is fastened and it's all. Uh, how do they, it's all packing tight yeah. is the form inside, no shaking inside, no breaking. So this is what we do. But sometimes we have some accidents during the shipping. But, uh, if anyone coming back for us with, with, uh, with the damage, we will solve the problem. We will solve the problem and try our best to solve the problem. So uh, this is our after sales service. And this is what, uh, what my job is. So doing the the, the 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 second step, this is the after self service of the on the quality. Yeah, I think it's it's really handy that uh, you know Fred and I have had a chat before, and and, I, and Fred speaks English really well. Like a, a lot of people in China don't speak English at all, and it's even for someone coming to visit China, uh, it's hard because not many people speak English. But you were telling me that you learned English from watching movies, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I'm watching movie. I was watching movie and studying the pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, I do have some overseas friends, but watching movie is my uh, efficient way. Yeah, the yeah. The best way. <laughs> well, actually, frankly, you who who used to organize the CTS event, he said the same thing to me. He said that uh, that he learned from watching movies as well. So, <laughs> so, so, what were they? Amer- American movies, no doubt. Of course, yeah, the American movie and some uh, series, uh, te- televisions, and I try to watch the uh, talk shows and just practice my pronunciation and uh, speaking. This is the way I'm doing. Because it's, it's actually <laughs> really, really good, and and so it makes a lot of sense that uh, you can sort of manage that export side of the business and and talk to the different people in the different countries, and 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 you understand, which is amazing. It's you know you, you speak English really, really well. That's why I thought, oh wait a second, I should have friend on the podcast. Fred come on the podcast, and he can <laughs> talk to us. It'd be great. Okay, so so. The jets, a lot of the jets that you're manufacturing now are, are really uh, are large. They're big planes. Tell us about the mm-hmm. new model, the new Sukhoi that you're making, because that is really big. Yeah. Um, if anyone who was follow, following us on the Facebook or our, uh, anyone have been visit our uh, website, uh, you will see we have some new planes. Uh, for now, the biggest place we are manufacturing and try next year will be the Su-34. That is the huge plane, which is about, uh, 6.8 meters. Um, this is a big, biggest, this is the biggest plane, the commercial planes in the market, I think, even in the world. That's the length is 6.8 meters. Yeah, 6.8 is the length. Um, this is the very big one. And we text the ground on the, uh, last, last two months in September. In September, yeah, we finished the ground text. Yeah, we did the ground text. And the second plane will be the flight one. We will doing the made up flights by next year. And that is the one. 
What size motors do you put in that? Uh, it will be the King Tech 450. Oh, gee, that's a big <laughs> motor. That's expensive. And this is twin, this is twin engine. Oh, so it's a twin engine plane. <laughs> Fred, that's, yeah, that's massive. That, it's a full-size plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. Really, really amazing. Yeah. And also, we have we have new plane like the Su-35. We just text today, right in one hour ago. Well, did you? Uh, we just finished, yeah, Su-35. From We purchased the most, and uh, we learned the original takeoff weight was 23 kilos of the takeoff weight. But now the one we have here, after the modification and improving the quality uh, by our engineer, and the one we have right now here is 18, 18 oh, kilos. Oh, gee, that's a big Five kilos a- reduced. Yeah, five kilos reduced. And how big is that pl- that plane? Uh, we have some pictures already, but I would I will show it on the Facebook later. And uh, the other is the other place we have is the Rafale. Rafale, yeah, It's from France. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The triangle wind planes. Yep, that's the one. Delta wind. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so that's yes. that's in testing, is it? Yeah, it's under the production, and we are still texting. Okay, yeah. So you're very busy. So how many planes are you making a year now? Um, around 400 maybe. Yeah, gee. 350 to 400 because we sold the PC-21 we sold was 150 planes last year. Oh, gee. That's a that's the big one. Is that the big PC twenty one or the smaller one? The big one is a three point four meters. Yeah, that's a big. That's three point four meter wingspan. The, yeah, the wingspan is around two point eight. Okay. Two point yeah. seven. Yeah, two point eight, two point seven, maybe like that. Like that wingspan. Yeah. Okay. This is the one. That's mm. the turboprop. And so that's been really popular, and you do it in the Australian uh, what we call the uh, roulette scheme, which looks really really nice. Um, but yeah, that's a. Is that one of your favorite planes? It is the one. It is one. The, yeah. the, this is the PC twenty one I like so much. I was trying to get one for myself, but you know, <laughs> I can fly every day. So now I had lost the interesting on it. <laughs> and who does who does the test flying? Um, we have some pilots. All our four engineers can fly the RC plane. Okay. Even including my boss, and we have six person here. We we also we all fly the RC planes. Where do you test them? Uh, we have a small airports around our city, like sixty kilometers away from our factory. We can test the plane over there, even the big one. Oh really? Mm-hmm. But didn't with that big uh, the big Sukhoi that you're testing, you had a problem, didn't you? Hit a rock or something and taxi test or something? Yes, we had a problem with the taxi because the plane is too big. And uh, we didn't see, we didn't expect that the plane will go that fast no. because we we were we was thinking that uh, the plane will take off around 150 meters away. That is the maximum we we go. Yeah. Uh, but something unexpected was the the rock. The rock over there is too is too far away, so we cannot see it. Oh. So the plane hit that rock. Hit the rock. So it it it, it fall down. But before the speed tags, uh, we had taken the servers, engines, and all the controllers, everything, landing gear, retracts, all available. And then we tried the tags and tried the speed. But 
not not success on the speed. Everything else will be is it was fine. Okay, so what are some of the challenges that you have? What's difficult about manufacturing jets? Mm, for now, the most difficult point on the manufacturing was the was the material and designing for us. The material cost is rising a lot, and uh, we are trying to uh, reduce the cost, but the marketing material is rising a lot for now. Yeah. So we can we cannot do it a lot, and because after the COVID, the the, the COVID uh, is really ruins a lot of people. So they don't have a lot of incomes, but we are trying to improve the quality uh, at the moment. So the designing job is uh is another difficult point yeah. designing job is, is quite difficult at the moment so we're trying to improve the construction uh like the su-35 i just said mm. uh we have we have we have the 23 kilos before now we have 18. so this is a big difference yeah you save a lot of material as well well actually back in 2018 2019 I was told by people in some of the manufacturers that the 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 cost of materials, like even balsa wood, some of the wood that is used, is really uh, increased in costs as well. So that's it's something that you know we were talking um, when we were last talking. You were saying how you're trying to manage the price of the models, but uh, I said to you, "Can you get them any cheaper?" And your answer was, "No, we we really." you know can't get the models much cheaper because there's so many costs that go into it but uh and that's just something that people are going to have to pay for now speaking of paying for things what markets what are your biggest markets that you sell the jets to uh right now the biggest market is for europe is europe and the united states uh in this two market are the biggest because right now i just mentioned the 95 percent around 200 planes on the production are uh, all going to the United States uh, and also into the Europe. I'll go to Europe about one container, uh, maybe one and a half container will all go into Europe by the by the middle of next month. We'll go all ship. And what is the most popular model? Mm, the, the best, the most popular one will be the Weaver. The Weaver is, uh, yeah, Weaver is the most uh, popular. It's easy to sell and easy to fly. And the performance is still is also good. The Viper is good for now. Well, the Viper, I bought the Viper because you do a PNP version as well, where you've got all the servos and all the wiring in place. So I just have to drop my radio gear and the and the turbine in, so everything sort of comes, you know, all together, which is makes it life a lot easier for people. We have to spend less time building, and because like everything's there, I just need to put a turbine and a receiver. So. Uh, that that really helps as well and you know what i found is that the price for the pmp version was very reasonable very reasonable so um so yeah and it's a good, it's a good model and as i said for a viper jet it seems to be um a lighter version than some of the others that are on the market which um which would help its performance as well and and that's uh that that can be flown on an 80 size is it an 8 kilo or a 10 kilo turbine uh 18 18 to 18 to uh 100 Yes, yeah. 18 to 100 hours of yeah, in that time. But if anyone you want to, if anyone wants to do the crazy things, maybe you can add the 12 kilos, yeah, yeah, <laughs> 12 yeah. kilos level. You can you can try that, and then it will going faster. You will be able to go faster. Yeah, so you could you could put a bit bit of a bigger engine. I'm I'm going to be running a 10 kilo engine on 
on my one, so that'll be flying next year sometime. Yeah, ten kilos in that. Yeah, it'd be plenty. What is what is what's the future of the business? What what are the the, the bigger picture? You know, down the track, what what does WindRC want to be doing? Uh, for WindRC, we are trying to. My as my understanding, my boss was telling me before, WindRC is going to build a real aircraft in the future yeah, after the big crew of Sukhoi, uh, because Sukhoi in this six meters uh, is will be around some ultralight aircraft. In a real one, but uh, we can start from the re- the real aircraft from uh, the big RC planes, and then we might change the the production from one 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 step step by step to transfer the real aircraft. Because maybe in the next few years, China will release the uh, the, the, the airspace maybe around under the three hundred three thousand meters under the three hundred three thousand meters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then people will fly the the aircrafts a lot, especially for the ultralight aircraft. So Vinars is trying to do that. That's interesting that you say that because when I was there with uh, with my friend Ido, Ido Segev, and, and he was, of course, a pilot, and he we were talking about uh, you know flying in China, full-size flying, and, and it wasn't very popular as far as light aircraft, but now it's interesting to, that, you're, that you're using that experience of building large-scale models to now look at building a full-size plane as well because similar techniques because they're getting they're getting big some of your planes and most of your jets are, are, are pretty big okay the mb339 which has been very popular the viper of course and the mirage are a bit smaller but the pc21 is a big model as well oh yeah it is so so we, this is our future picture <laughs> the bigger pictures like that the uh, the p38 looks good as well, the, the the twin engine uh, Warbird is that looks amazing. That that plane, there's a lot of detail in that, so uh, that's a good one as well. Now, just on WindRC, where can you buy WindRC models from? How's the best? Where, how's the best way to buy WindRC models? Uh, in Australia, we can ship from China directly. You can, uh, if the buyer like to come, like to buy the WindRC planes, uh, we can ship it uh, from. If anyone right now is interested on the WinRC planes, you can just visit, click our website, and then uh, leave your message on the website, and then we will uh, share you. We will send you the price list and to see uh, uh, how can we ship it. This is what we do because we don't have any distributor in Australia right now. Uh, if Andrew, you have, you can, you can help us <laughs> to collect the orders. Then okay, people can come to Andrew. That's right. If anybody wants a model, come to me. And I, I look, actually, if anybody is interested in WindRC models, you need to go to wind-rc.com. So wind-rc.com, or, or send me a message. Get onto the Flat Out RC web page or the Facebook page. Send me a message. You could jump onto. Um, Fred's really good on Facebook. So if you go to the WindRC, search for Wind rc w-i-n-d-r-c on facebook and you'll find wind rc and fred is always there and you can message and he'll he'll answer and as i said i, I dealt with fred to get a model in because you know I, you know we had that connection for meeting a few years ago and uh was very impressed everything that he said he was going to do he did the plane arrived in good order the crate was excellent when i said to you now fred how are you going to send me this plane and you said, oh, we put it in a wooden crate. And I went, okay, that'll help. And this crate came and it was real. My wife rang me and said, your aeroplanes arrived and, and a big wooden box with metal hinges. 
And you know what I've done actually? I gave that, I couldn't break that box up. I didn't want to throw the box away. So I've actually given it to another modeler that needed it to, to transport a plane. So it's going to good to good use. But uh, so, yes, yeah, so a few ways you can get in touch with um, WindRC. If all else fails, just get, get, get in contact with me and I'll... Uh, I will put you in contact and uh, with uh, with Fred directly, and you can talk to him. So, um, good man, Fred. Now, okay. There's another thing I want to talk to you about because through our conversations, you shared with me a a, a project that you're you're doing that you've um, been involved in designing, and it's a really really big jet, another big jet, and it's not going to be cheap if anybody wants one. But tell us about that model that you've been working on. Um, that was uh, there was uh, another another plane because uh, I was trying to uh, uh, build it more specification because it is a large scale one. It's four point two meters. What's the it model? Was, uh, it's a T thirty three. T thirty three. Yeah, T thirty three. Yeah, that's a, a um, training plane. A training plane. Yeah, the training plane. The lo- the Lockheed T thirty three. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Is that it's the Lockheed? Okay, is that what yeah. you're working on? But it, is that? Uh, it was my personal. It's my personal uh, project. Oh, but okay. right now, it's not not yet start because we just finished. I just finished the drawing and uh, text uh, in the with in the simulation doing the 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 air film uh, air film uh, simulation. Yeah, air film simulation, and then uh, I have to confirm the performance on the simulation because it's quite costly for me. So I must start step by step. Right now I'm I don't have a lot of money to to, to doing that project. It's cost over than uh maybe forty thousand dollars on the from the beginning to the to the yeah, first to the time the, the first flight. Yeah, this is a big cost. So uh, I will let you know if I have my updates then I will I will let you I will let you know. Excellent. And there's also there's another model though. There's a civilian jet. Another civilian jet is about a bombardier bombardier business jet. The business jet, yeah. Now this business jet. The business jet. That's big. Yeah. How big was that? Um, that is the one is already under the production. Um, because not for personally, I don't. I don't see a lot of business jet or civilian jets uh, uh, flying in the RC market. It is few people because most of the pilots, they like the fighter, trainer, or some uh, uh, World War II planes. But for the modern flights, they don't, we don't see a lot of civilian planes like the business jet or Cess- like Cessna is the most popular, but about the jets is only few. Only few places, not many one, many people flying that, especially for the large scale one. And the one I am building, the Bombardier 350, the Bombardier 350 I am making now is uh, 4.2 meters. It is uh, one, two, three scales. One, two, three scale, I think. Right. One, two, three, third. or one, four, yeah, I forgot. Third. So that's, that's what, well, so the wingspan was what? 4.2 meters. Yeah, 4.2 by 4.2. It's uh, the, the length and wingspan is the same. I, I love civilian civilian um, jets. Oh, I think I wish it'd be good. And I wish someone would make um, airliners too, 737s and yeah. things like that. That'd be great. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, I know someone is building that, but for it is 
only few only few planes. They are not they are not doing the commercial, not like us to make the like the make a mold to make a bow production in the in the future. Maybe I don't need to sell a lot. Maybe ten or twenty will be a bow. But for those pilots, some fans, they're making the their their own line, own products. It will be only one. It's unique. It's unique in, in the market. But for me, I would like to make more. Like the PC twenty one we are working now. Uh, is it, it will be help a lot of people to come to the PC twenty one. For me, I would like to bring more people to like to come to the uh the business jet. So the Bombardier three fifty will be the one. I'm starting. Let's wait to next year. The next year, maybe we'll see that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. it's a big, big jet. That and there's a there's a bit of what motors? What how many motors? Is it two or three in that one? Turbines. Uh, the turbo one it will be. Maybe we will have three. We'll have three. Yeah. Gee, so it's uh, yeah, that'd be a great one. That'd be a good one to have a Top Gun in the US and showcase that. That'd be beautiful. We need someone. To, <laughs> we need someone that's brave enough to spend the money to get one of those going because that'd be really good. Because it's it'd be expensive making the molds, wouldn't it? Uh, for the for us, the glass fiber molds is quite expensive because we are building the the big planes. We make the fuselage in three pieces. The fuselage in three pieces is. It, it, for now, the uh, Bombardier 350 cost me thirty-five thousand dollars already. From the beginning to to so far, thirty-five thousand. This is for the mode and the designing, everything, and I have, I have to buy the the engines Ugh. and wires. <laughs> and we need a sponsor. <laughs> we need someone to sponsor this development of this jet. If anybody's out there, got a bit of spare cash, send it Fred's way so we can finish this project. Speaking of, of money, you know, from your impression, having you know been involved in the industry, sometimes people think that the, the sometimes people think that the manufacturers make a lot of money. Do you think you can make a lot of money selling model airplanes? No, not really. We don't make a lot of money <laughs> because a lot of money, we a lot of costs we don't see, especially for for the designing job on the computer. Um. For the simulation, I cost for the I I I text two times. I took two times on the simulation. It cost me uh, around five thousand dollars of each time, and each time of the text will be only twenty minutes. Twenty minutes cost me fifty thousand uh, five thousand dollars. Uh, so this is a lot. There's there's a lot of cost in the design of the planes. I think that's what people yeah. understand is that. These planes just don't happen. There's a lot of work. And then the other thing that I always find interesting is when you have to then produce the model, you need to make sure that you have all the components, all the right screws and the glue in stock and the, you know, the paint and the, the you know. But it's interesting now how you're making your own wheel, like tyres, the tyres yourself. You know, that is amazing. Wh- which model are you making the tyres for? Is that the PC-21? PC-21 and uh, P-38 tyres and uh, Viber. Um, yeah, all the planes, the times it's come all made in our factory. Yeah, it's amazing. Just because you want to yeah. make a better product. So. We have the mold. We have the mold already. Yeah. We have the mold here. Well, that's excellent. Well, you're doing a really good job there with uh, with WindRC. Um, how often? So you're not you're not going flying very often yourself now. You sound like you're too busy to go flying. Uh, really too busy. Maybe we we can go to fly maybe once a month. 
maybe twice a month. Yeah, they, we don't have a lot of time. It's some sometimes we have some customers, uh, some local customers, they come into our factory. We will bring them to the airfield, and then we can fly together. Yeah. Okay. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, good opportunity. And you, you've traveled a little bit for work, haven't you? You've been to 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 Europe to visit dealers and to different shows, haven't you? Honestly, I never been overseas. I don't even have a passport. Don't you? <laughs> well, I thought you went to Germany. <laughs> oh, Fred, you've got to get I've a... never been there. Oh, I thought you'd been there. That's my mistake. You need to get a passport, Fred, so you can come to Australia. Uh, I can apply a passport, of course, but I don't need to because I have Facebook. I have a lot of communication with friends from overseas, so uh, I can stay in China, but... Uh, I can communicate with many people. Yeah, so, you've, been, you've been really uh, good in at China that. Is, yeah, I, I prefer to stay home because I have to look after of my family. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, and it's been pretty tough over the past few years with COVID in China and around the world as well. And uh, But the, the world, we're, we're slowly opening up. We're getting better. Now, Fred, we're up to the final question. And that is the question that everybody can't wait to hear the answer. And the question is, what has been your all-time favorite model that you've owned? Like your favorite out of all the all the model planes that you've owned, which is which is your favorite? All the models I own. Yeah, um, I have I have seven planes uh, during the career. Uh, if you say so, let me think. Yeah. Maybe the PC PC twenty one for now. It's the is my favorite plane. Yeah, CD. And uh, yeah, PC twenty one right now. Even I'm losing the interest on it, but it's still the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you get to see, <laughs> you get to see PC. You need a big one, but see, in China though, how people, how many people buy big models in China? Because you don't, you don't have a lot of room, and then you have to put, you have to take it to the field, and uh, you need to have a big car to take these models. So, because I never saw anybody with a trailer where you put your model in the back and tow, tow it to the to the field. So, you know, are, are, there, are, are there many people in China buying big models? Mm, yeah, they buy some big models, like maybe three meters, but all the models they buy is available to uh, taking put it apart. Like a PC-21, they can put it apart. But PC-21 has only 20 planes sold in China. Yeah, right now, and we saw maybe three or four people flying in China because they thought the plane is beautiful. They uh, really don't want to crash it. They want to just put it at home and like a and static model, stay at home. <laughs> that is true. It's, they, are, they do look good. And uh, if, if anybody in Australia can get to the Wang Jets event, well, I'll talk to uh, to uh, the guy that I know that owns one of the PC-21s and try to make sure that he, uh, he takes it uh, – with him to the Wang Jets event, our big big jet event here in Australia, and um, have a look at that plane fly because it is uh, it is an amazing aircraft. Fred Pan from Wind RC, thank you once again. Don't forget if you want to find out more about Wind RC, this is not. I just invited you to come on the podcast, didn't I? This is you're not paying me or giving me any products or anything, are you, Fred? This is just because we're friends. Yeah, we are friends, and we don't give you anything until now. I, I was still thinking, why are you bringing me? You are, why you I invite me? Maybe a lot of people like to learn about Winasi, then you try to help them. That's right. Because you know what? I, I like to hear um, people from around the world and different stories, and, 
and it's also sharing the story about jet manufacturing because jets are quite uh, are quite popular here in Australia and, and in the US and a lot of other areas that people listen to this podcast and talking to someone from the manufacturer is nobody's ever done and you speak English really well. Also, jump onto the WindRC Facebook page and you can have a look at some of the live videos that Fred did because you'll he'll show you the CNC machines and the the landing gear that's being manufactured and the different models that are around and uh, you'll be really, really impressed. And I'm just glad to share your story. And so uh, thank you, Fred, for joining me. No problem. Thank you, Andrew. I will share more information, more stories. Thank you so much. About to leave. Already packing, come with me. I'm not really asking. We'll get away to a place where we don't know. Another episode of the Flat Out RC podcast done and dusted. A big thank you to Fred Pan for joining me. Really enjoyed that chat with Fred. Uh, not only was it the first guest from China, but hopefully it gave you a bit of an insight as to the challenges of manufacturing model planes, model jets, and and uh, and things like that, and a bit about Fred as well, who you can tell is really, really passionate about uh, what he's doing there, and they're really striving hard to to keep on improving. You know, Fred even reached out to me, and we had a an hour-long chat well, a couple of months ago, just about business, just about you know, give me some ideas, Andrew, as to what we need to do, kind of thing. And so we had a good chat about that. So um, he's, he's pretty good like that, old Fred. So. Uh, as Fred mentioned, if you want to know more about WindRC and their models, I, I reckon Facebook. Get onto Facebook and type in WindRC and you'll see uh, WindRC and Fred's name will pop up and join the group and you'll see what's going on. And also search WindRC, W-I-N-D, I think it's WIND-RC.com maybe could be the web address. But um, if you just type in WindRC into the Google machine, you will end up finding WindRC models and see some of the, the kits that they are producing. The PC-21 is beautiful, I must say. It's one of their best jets, uh, models that I reckon they build. So keep an eye out for WindRC. And by the way, they're not sponsoring anything. I'm not getting any money out of it. Didn't get a discount or anything really in what I was bought from them. It was just my idea to get someone else on from the industry to share their experiences. So hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back for the final episode next week of the Flat Out RC podcast. Before then, though, jump onto the Flat Out RC YouTube channel and don't forget to subscribe and watch a few videos and then uh, get over to the Facebook page and maybe take a look at that and subscribe to that. And if you're more of the Instagram inclined kind of person, then get on board with the Flat Out RC Instagram page and join that as well. We're rolling towards Christmas. That means holiday time for me and I can't wait. But before that, there'll be one more episode. So talk to you next week.